I'm Alyssa. I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Twilight phase. It probably doesn't get less obnoxious, but it gets so much more fun to do. It's pretty fun to do. <laughs> Welcome to episode five. Four. Ep- to an episode. Uh, I am so excited for this one. There's so much to talk about. We told you guys to read 10 through 14. Um, I think that's what we said. <laughs> that's very possibly what we said. We're highly out, prepared that's a people. Lot. Yeah, we didn't do all that because it was a lot. So we did 10 through 13. If you'd like to read along. Yeah, you're, you're ahead already. Plenty to talk about. So before we really get into it, we got our very first piece of fan mail from someone that we don't know. I'm I'm like turning red, just (laughs) getting ready to read part of this. Like we really don't know this person. We don't. Monica, thank you. We're so glad you're here. Monica, we're so grateful. Hi, Monica. Hi. Monica is the name of the girl whose um, <laughs> copy of Twilight I borrowed, who oh. insisted that at all times that I wasn't reading it, it was wrapped very carefully in the, like, silk, like, scarf thing that I had to, and I had to, like, keep it next to my bed and take care of it when I was borrowing it from oh her. Oh, my gosh. So this is, this is meant to be. Um, Wait, was this her last name? I truly don't remember, but if it's you, Monica, sure. hi. <laughs> and if it's a different Monica... We are also glad you're here. So excited. What a small fucking world, though. Monica and Monica. Sure. Sure. Yeah, don't know that I buy that that's evidence (laughs) of a small world, but I am really excited to read this very sweet note from Monica. At the beginning, she said, uh, I'm sorry if I ended up rambling a bit. I don't have an editor. Lol. What a callback. Wow, what a great callback, Monica. Um, When we inevitably make She Needed an Editor merch, you will get a t-shirt for me. (laughs) Okay. Your podcast has been wonderful to follow. Thank you, Monica. It brings out viewpoints that I completely relate to as well as those I hadn't considered. I enjoyed the breakdown by chapters, the genuine vibes. We really do try to just, like, keep it 100, you know? (laughs) And the ability to laugh at the book and yourselves. I hope that you are all having as much fun recording as your fans are listening. We are. Also, use the word fans. Fans! Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I look forward to more chapters. You'll get them and can't decide what I'm most excited to hear analyzed. Live, love, Twilight, Monica. Oh, Mic drop. Mic drop. Monica, great job. That was an amazing email. <laughs> I just started to sweating because I was so excited to read it. <laughs> Literally sweating. Love it. Uh, and okay. I didn't get to shower last night because my landlord was doing stuff. So <laughs> it's kind of been smelling in the slow room. Okay. So let's jump in. Uh, what happened? <laughs> well, Olivia, uh, not a lot. But <laughs> so like, there's like a solid two chapters where they just get to know each other, find out what their favorite color is and their favorite gemstone and, you know, all the... Really romantic questions. All the really, really important things. <laughs> um, and then there is one part where we do see Billy and Jacob again very briefly, mostly, you know, to let us know that they are important characters. In Not book. that riveting, No, honestly. no. Um, but the most important part of the section was the meadow. The whole book. The most important. The, I mean, we go okay. back to the start of it all. It is the midpoint. The meadow. Know? The meadow. Is it actually the midpoint? It's Page roughly in the middle of the book. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about the meadow. Uh, but let's start with chapter 10, interrogations. 
Bella exposes herself right off the bat again as being a gross person. <laughs> Bottom of 196, the very first page of chapter 10, interrogations, she says, I swallowed a granola bar in three bites. One, not enough bites. <laughs> and then she says, I chased it down with milk straight from the carton. Straight from the carton. She is filling every liquid container in that house with backwash. You are the only so person that notices this. It's nasty. <laughs> Fun fact, Maya's a germaphobe. But you're right, it is gross. It's nasty. Can I insert a personal anecdote that you really won't like? Yes. Um, When I was mad at particular family members in my household, I would drink directly out of the carton, especially if I was sick. (laughs) I'm like gagging. This might be a permanent rift, but we'll see if we can continue. Anyway, let's continue. Oh, that is so deeply nasty. (laughs) Gone. So... He picks her up from to, to take her to school, and one of my favorite parts in this whole chapter is where Bella's like, but what about the rest of your family? Because normally his car is so full, and he's like, oh, they're taking Rosalie's car. And I started thinking, like, his car is, like, packed. Like, <laughs> where does everyone right. sit? Well, he's obviously driving. Emmett is the biggest. Okay, Emmett is huge, but Alice is tiny, so they average out to two normal people. So Emmett would have to be in the passenger seat because he's huge. Probably. So Alice is in the middle seat in the back. That leaves in Rosalie between and Jasper on either side of her. You're right. I really don't understand why they don't take home full cars. Too full. It would yeah. be reasonable. It, w- it just seems strange. Well, you know what? It's good that they carpooled because wasting a finite resources is That is so business. true. It is everyone's business. That's a great reference. <laughs> and also, I my takeaway from that was like, oh my God, Edward then clearly has talked to his family about Bella and has clearly decided that right. Bella is more important in this very <laughs> specific scenario. Um, and that is a dream. <laughs> it is like... So cool when someone that you're into like lets it slip that they mentioned you to someone. Right. It's like, oh, you were thinking of me and their family. To you were thinking of me to your family out loud. Like Maya, out loud. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really good. <laughs> Thank um, you. But like truly, how long did it take before you even mentioned to your family that you had a boyfriend? <laughs> What a call yes. out. Call How out. long did it take what? me to tell my family had a boyfriend? Yes. I still have not actually <laughs> told them. Okay, my very important question is, is your family listening to our podcast? I'm sure at have some point. Have you told them about the podcast? No. <laughs> We're no. really digging in on we Maya say, today. We say bad words on this podcast. <laughs> um, For the listeners, my family is weird and i did not tell them about me dating this wonderful guy named scott until like a year in and then what happened is well probably like 10 (laughs) months in we were going back to my hometown for a wedding and i texted my mom hey i'm going to be in town for this wedding i'm bringing my friend scott uh we will come see you on this date (laughs) And then, like, two hours later, I got a text from my cousin that was like, your mom told my mom to tell me that you have a boyfriend, and she told my mom to tell me to ask you if it's serious. <laughs> and I said, tell her you don't know. And she said, that's what I did. I said, great. 
Okay, right, well, but here we have Edward, the boy, telling his right. family about Bella immediately almost. It's great. Like, I think what? it's great. On a similar topic, we also have them defining the relationship here in such a strange it's such a very strange way. way. So Edward mentions that he listens to Jessica and she wants to know like her mind. <laughs> Yeah, he can read minds if you didn't know that. <laughs> Which my mom might have forgotten, so just a reminder, he can read minds. <laughs> Jessica wants to know if they're secretly dating and how Bella feels about him. And then she's just like, yikes, what should I say? Hey, Which I'll, was a I'll genius move. <laughs> she's so smart. Okay. Like, genius. You be you be Bella, I'll be Edward. Okay, I'll, let me say <laughs> She wants to know if we're secretly dating, and she wants to know how you feel about me. Yikes. What should I say? Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> I suppose you could say yes to the first, if you don't mind. It's easier than any other explanation. I don't mind. <laughs> and as for her other questions, well... I'll be listening to hear the answer to that one myself. Shit! They straight up just decide to tell people that they're dating. dating. As long as that's like a cool thing to just tell other people whether or not we actually are. Which we're not going to talk about. Right. This is a very high school moment, though. Like, this is the most high school moment of like this entire book. And Edward's 100 years old. It's just so weird because, like, he's like, yeah, go ahead and tell her that we're dating. Secretly dating. As Secret. if it's not what they're literally doing. Okay, but, but they aren't really yet. Right, but also, I would want to know. Oh, yeah. Are we secretly oh, yeah. dating? Are we really dating? Like, she doesn't even. <laughs> she doesn't does question it. She doesn't even worry about it. No. Like, if this ha- if this conversation well, happened to me, for- first of all, I wouldn't say, yikes, what should I say? But Genius, also, though. if this is what I ended up saying, I'd be like, well, okay. fuck, now I have no idea what's going on. But, like, Bella's already decided that they're married. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I read, like, a Tumblr post or a tweet or something recently from someone that was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was, like, super gay but didn't realize. And when I read Twilight, I didn't realize that she was romantically interested in oh, him this until she post. said that she was in love. And up until that point, I thought it was just, like, like, she was just curious about him. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like, she was just trying to figure out what he was out of, like, professional curiosity. <laughs> like, all of these, like, overtly romantic moves, like, catching a stray lock of hair. She's like, well, that's inappropriate. Did they not enough. read the copy? It says in the copy that they're in love. <laughs> you know what? I don't read copy. I just dive right in. Oh, that's my God. bold. Okay, um, anyway, uh, that whole scene was a dream. I was like, wow, I really want someone to just tell people that I'm secretly dating them. It's the best part of the movie when he drives her to school and, like, they walk in all cool and he's, like, wearing sunglasses. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, as long as I'm going to hell. Oh, like, yeah. Oh. No, that's a great moment. Yeah. Um, I also noted in this section, as very little happens, that um, she really doesn't ask any questions. Like... She's rolling with This it. kid who's, like, super into you can read minds, and she's, like, so uninterested. Like, she never asks a single question about, like... Like, oh, what are they thinking? Like, what is that like? Like, do I want to know? Do I want to know what they're thinking, or do I not want to know? Like, why is your life different? That's such a great point. Like, if you how told do people's me, minds work? 
that you could read minds, I'd be like, oh my god, a hundred like, questions. Yeah, so many thoughts. I really like when Bella is finally talking to Jessica, and oh, Bella yeah. is like so judgy about what Jessica's saying. Jessica's like, oh well, you know, he is like so gorgeous. Jessica shrugged as if this excused any flaws, which in her book it probably did. That is exactly what's happening to Bella. <laughs> yeah, like she's like, like, well, he might kill me, but look at his face. Yeah, she's like, he's told me many times that he wants to murder me, but he is a Greek god. Look at his face. Yeah, she thinks she's so much better than Jessica, but they're exactly the same. Literally. True. Also, Jessica is so relatable when she says, tell me exactly what he said and your exact answer. <laughs> and Bella, again, just has, like, literally no desire to talk to any about She's anybody such a about thing. this, like, really dramatic thing happening in her life. Like, she, tell she doesn't need any input from anybody. She does not want any advice or any input. She's just like, well, he's a vampire, so that's a secret. So I guess I won't tell anybody about the most important thing happening in my life. I would trust her with any secret. <laughs> Edward can't read her mind, so right. even supernatural people can't get it out of her, and she doesn't find anything interesting. No. So she doesn't tell anyone anything. <laughs> she, I'd be like, oh, my God, so-and-so, like killed that person and she'd be like oh so high school and I'm so over like murder <laughs> okay. I don't care I did I'm gonna jump ahead slightly even though we're it's gonna be Go on ahead. the same point where uh she says oh it's because she called Jessica on the pretense of wishing her luck at the dance yeah which I'm like girlfriend just be, be nice. genuine I guess yeah. I don't know but then she says, when she offered the same wish for my day with Edward, I told her about the cancellation. She was more disappointed than really necessary for a third-party observer to be. And I was like, bitch, she's your friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's trying so hard to be your friend. Like a really sweet friend. Yeah, I'm like, this is literally what friendship is. Yeah, and, like, like, you're terrible at it. Being empathetic to your friend's situation. Like, she's calling her friend a third-party observer. <laughs> Um, I did want to mention that this made me wonder about Stephanie Meyer's own friendships. Yeah. I hope Stephanie has I friends. I know. I hope she has you really good friends. She, like, did... She's done a big thing, and, like, she needs people in her life. Yeah, that she can lean on and trust. She's got hella money. Like, even people that I have issues with should have friends. Exactly. Yeah. So. Okay, so <laughs> yes. when they eat lunch together, and he just picks out food for her... You don't even know her. You don't know what she wants. Gross. And then she asks, she finally asks one question about, like, how vampires work. And, like, she doesn't know if they eat food. Or, like, she knows that they don't eat food, but she's like, well, what happens if you eat food? And he goes, if someone dared you to eat dirt, you could, couldn't you? He asked condescendingly. And like, she's so stupid. I don't know how vampires work. I didn't know vampires existed three <laughs> days ago. Sorry, In fact, my... I was led to believe that they didn't. Yeah, by you. Like, sorry. And now you're questions. asking if I can eat dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was mean. My big takeaway is from their lunch together. Uh, he spoke his voice velvet soft. That's weird phrasing. <laughs> yes. Um, at one point... Bella says that she can't. She's so clumsy. She's almost disabled, and oh, she yep. says that in the sense that's like a bad thing about herself. And it's not bad to be disabled. Someone should have edited this out. So ableist. At one point, Edward says, "Trust me, just this once. You see how my voice is velvet soft. <laughs> you are the opposite of ordinary." I wrote, "Could mean ugly." <laughs> you're right. You're so ugly. I know. Um, I'm sorry. I tried to jump ahead too fast. I also have another note. Um, 
where uh, they're talking about cars, and she says, like, I don't speak car and yeah. driver. She's the one who calls it a Volvo every single time she mentions I was like, it. The only people who, like, refer to car and driver by name are people who know cars. And also, <laughs> I did literally try reading this magazine oh after God. reading this book. <laughs> I think that you went the deepest in the lifestyle. I did. Yes, I really did. Like Absolutely. The, I went real deep in the fandom, but you went into the, the lifestyle. Oh, yeah. I was like, how can I be as into cars as possible? As possible. We get some new moon foreshadowing during this lunch where yeah, she's do. like, oh, my gosh, I don't want him to leave me. What if I just put myself in danger? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't need to do that. But, yeah, it's very, I, I felt like this whole conversation about, like, who is more dedicated which they try to prove by how much they will like hurt themselves yeah. problematic as to fuck. see yeah. each other it's very like self again like self-sacrificing like the most noble thing that you can do is sacrifice right. yourself which is like a really christian to sort quote, of context if i had to i suppose i could purposefully put myself in danger to keep him close like, like what <laughs> And then she don't says, do that. That idea would definitely get me in trouble. And like, the idea of like with in him. trouble in your relationship is a troubling one, right? <laughs> and like, yeah, like, oh, if I tried to sacrifice myself for him, he would be mad about it. So I won't do that. Yeah. Like, oh my god, so many layers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's bad stuff. I wrote immediately all or nothing, which is romantic but stupid. <laughs> This whole section, like, nothing is really happening plot-wise. We find out that he is going hunting with Emmett for bears. But, like, nothing, nothing's happening. But it's fun to read. But there's, frankly. like, little hints of him being dangerous. I mean, they're talking around him murdering her this whole time. Like, they never, they never say, say it. it. She, like, acts. I don't remember where this is, but she, like, accidentally uses the word kill. And it's like, oh, whoops. it's like he's a vampire who wants to murder you you're like you should probably talk about this let's move on to chapter 11 complications because it's more of them sitting and talking to each other (laughs) uh after biology class he walks her to gym and he's just like his expression is so pained because he has to say goodbye for 45 minutes (laughs) uh great moment love it audibly sighed every time i read it (laughs) And then after gym, he like picks her up from gym class. <laughs> That's cute though. That was a thing in oh, yeah. school. It's true, it's true. But this is like this is a sweet moment. Hi. I breathed, smiling hugely. Hello. His, <laughs> his answering smile was brilliant. The idea of someone like smiling brilliantly when they see you after being gone for two seconds. Yeah, 40 it's nice. Minutes. It's nice. Also contributed to my complex. Mm-hmm. If someone like turns around and right, turns and then back immediately, what a huge <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I totally forgot about you. Wow. He takes her home, picks her up again, wants her to tell Charlie that they're going like out that weekend, so that he has a reason to this, bring her back. Oh, this is like the weirdest dynamic. Yeah. I like don't even really know what to say about it. Like, if you're gonna kill her. The fact that somebody knows you're with her, like, you could just tell them, like, oh, actually, we didn't go out. You're a vampire. You could hide a body in a way, like, <laughs> that they would never find. Like, if you're going to kill her, you can get away with it, no matter who knows that you Where guys had was. plans that weekend. 
That's a good point. I was very focused on the fact that she is, like, so concerned, yeah, about protecting him in case he murders her. Girlfriend's stupid. Yeah. Okay. Bella's really making mistakes here. Right? Note that we loved this book, but oh. it's problematic. Loved it so much. All of this that's, like, so stupid, I had a great time rereading. Oh, yeah. I thought it was <laughs> so it. romantic. So much fun. This section, uh, page 233, so more stuff has not happened. Now he's <laughs> dropping her off, and they're talking in his car. And all, like, actually the bottom of 232 is where... It starts all atmospheric. Edward goes, it's twilight. Oh, yeah. She asks, dun, dun, dun. she asks, how late is it? Which is like, you know, a very practical question. She's like, oh, how late is it? It's twilight. It's twilight. <laughs> Which doesn't actually tell you what time of day it is. No, not at all. It tell, well, it tells exactly what time of day it is, but not the time. <laughs> Whatsoever. As if she, like, checked her almanac that morning <laughs> and knew when... When sundown was gonna right, they didn't have weather.com, but it's sexy. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So true. I don't know if all the listeners have heard the story of how they came up with the title of this book. I don't know the story. Okay, so Stephanie Meyer and her editor, so they were really struggling to name this book, which, like, fair enough. Did you ever hear what they submitted it as? No, had a name. We could probably ask the lion and the lamb, something like that. Probably. That's my guess. Um, but we could literally probably ask. We could ask who? Writer's House. Oh. That's her agency. Yeah. You guys we could actually that. find it out. I, Maya, do not have a Writer's House connection, but Melissa and Olivia both have Writer's House connections. By which we mean we just enter into theirs. Yeah, so you know people. Yeah. I could mean, you text us? I don't <laughs> have their right phone now. number, but we could email them. Let's try to find out. Okay. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> anyway, yes. So they were really struggling to title this book, which makes sense because what? Titles are hard. It's uh, Titles are hard. And her editor sent her a list of words of power, and Twilight was on that list. Which I don't and understand. They just got stuck on it, and they were like, that's it. Twilight. So I am convinced that then they had to write Twilight into the book somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's how this scene came to be. Because otherwise, why? It's atmospheric. It is atmospheric. I mean, I love it. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, like, when I think about it. But, you know, I don't know. It's the safest time of day for us. The easiest time. But also the saddest, in a way. The end of another day. The return of the night. Darkness is so predictable. Don't you think? Okay, but also I don't understand <laughs> what how it's mean? the safest time of day for them. Why well, wouldn't nighttime just be the safest? It's not day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think of Twilight as the time when deers are out, so maybe they just like hunt Deers? Hunt, sorry. <laughs> then you'd be like, it's the munchiest time of day for them. <laughs> uh, at the end of this chapter, Billy and Jacob pull up, and as we know, Billy knows stuff about the Cullens. Uh, and she's like, had Billy recognized Edward so easily? Could he really believe the impossible legends his son had scoffed at? The answer was clear in Billy's eyes. Yes, yes, he could. And I wrote, this feels suspiciously like plot. <laughs> <laughs> Something is taking off. <laughs> the train of plot has finally left the station. We got a whole sentence. There is external conflict. Wow. <laughs> and we're like, maybe halfway through the book. And the internal conflict is completely wrapped up. 
Okay, let's move on. Yeah, see ya. Bye. So there's more discussion, like even more discussion over whether or not it's a good idea for them to go out this weekend, even though they've made it clear they're going to do it. Um, Yeah, this is what I I was trying to find this earlier. Um, So there's more of their strange dynamic of like him, of Bella trying to protect Edward if he ends up murdering her. And he says, are you so depressed by Forks that it's made you suicidal? That he's, like, mad about, which is, like, an offhand comment about suicide. And also, like, he's mad at her for spending time with him, but he's the one who's there. <laughs> it's such a weird, convoluted dynamic. He's like, them. hey, do you want to hang out? And when she's like, yes, he's like, how dare you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you sicko. Do you want to die? I don't want to kill you, but I might want to kill you. But you shouldn't want to be here, but I want to be here. And Bella never is like, then why did you ask me? Because <laughs> if she did ask, he'd be like, well, I can't stay away from you. And he's like, okay, why and are we talking about And then she would just swoon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite parts of their discussion over, like, whether or not they should be hanging out on the weekend is Edward is saying, like, oh, it's just, like, so dangerous for my family if I killed you because, like, it might, like, put suspicion on them. (laughs) I wrote, oh, no, Rosalie will have to drop out of high school. (laughs) Like, there are no real consequences. It's true. For they them. have infinite money. They could just move. They can cover that shit up. Yeah. And, like, they say, like, oh, like, he says, oh, I'll, like, destroy what Carlisle has built for us. I was like, eternal high school? Right. And they talk a lot about Forks being the rainiest place, but, like, there's, there's other so, cloudy places. There's a goddamn fucking rainforest, bitches. Also, the internet has pointed out to me that you could probably get away with some, like, really heavy foundation and be totally fine. all over slash just like live in LA and just like act like you have body glitter on at all times who cares yeah oh yeah at this point yeah it's just a way of life definitely get away with it in 2019 for sure uh at the bottom of page 246 we have the first line spoken by a Cullen who isn't Edward really Um, yeah (laughs) Alice says Edward (laughs) (laughs) then she says hello Bella then she says, are you ready? And that's it. <laughs> that's she all of says it. it's nice to finally meet you. Okay, I missed that That's part. why they're best friends. Yeah, literally that, that right there. They had one polite conversation, and now Bella has a friend. And she's had eight polite conversations with Jessica, but Jessica's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica's the worst. She, Jessica is like other girls, and Alice is not like other girls. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly why. Um, I did write about an eye roll moment where they're talking about, like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. And Edward is like, it seems like a long time to you, doesn't it? And I'm like, you're only 100. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's just, like, so condescending. I know. (laughs) Also, when you were leaving her just for her to go to gym class, you acted like you were being, like, having her heart ripped out. I was like, what is it? Come on here, man. Then... All the Cullens are, like, gone or whatever. Actually, it's just Edward and Alice. They're out of town, and Bella has to drive herself home, and he's written on a piece of paper and folded it in her seat. Be safe. And I wrote a note to myself that I did not follow through on. It said, one, Google Twilight tattoos. Two, someone (laughs) had to pick this font. Yo, it's a great uh, this was a quote on many of my icons, so I can guarantee it's been tattooed on millions of people's bodies. (laughs) 
Um, but also, this was like a big moment for me that I couldn't quite articulate when I was a teenager, and now as a grown adult who understands all my own feelings, I can so totally right. articulate it. But You're I was like, like, thanks to all the therapy, <laughs> I now know how I feel about Twilight. Right, exactly. But I was like, this is a moment where Edward isn't just like a teenage boy who's right. just like horny or curious about her. Right. He like legit cares about her safety right. and like writes be safe. Be safe. Not a single solitary teenage boy in high school cared a fuck <laughs> about my safety. If I got hurt, they'd probably be like, lol. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, shit, does that mean you're not coming over later to make out? Like, <laughs> This is a man. And it's like his elegant, adult, old-fashioned handwriting. Oh, yeah. I mean, the size of that F. <laughs> so 1980s. So intentional, but it's perfect. So perfect. It's, it's, it's great book design. Truly. Great it's great book design. Great page design. You love to see it. And then she, like, looks at the note a bunch. And I wrote me Same. as a reader. <laughs> Same. <laughs> reading it over and over. And then, this is one of my favorite parts, uh, Bella is nervous about her date, oh, yeah. and she's like, oh, what's, like, wrong with me? Like, I'm so hyper, I can't sleep. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is normal, you're just nervous about a date. But what she does is she deliberately takes unnecessary cold medicine. She's like, I normally wouldn't condone that type of behavior in myself. It's like, you're such a sweet. <laughs> such a goody two-shoe. I, also, I put that as my best sentence. <laughs> what? <laughs> also, this is, I feel like, another Stephanie Meyer coming through You know what? Moment. It's great voice. It yeah. is great voice. I was just like, this is 100% Stephanie being like, wait, I have to like let all the teenagers know that Don't they drink shouldn't cold drink medicine. cold medicine when they're feeling anxious about their dates. <laughs> And she just purp- purp- she just purposefully says, purposefully? Is that what the word I'm yeah. looking for? Yes. You she, anyway, she says, I normally wouldn't condone that. I'm like, God damn it, Bella, you're I mean, supposed to be a teenager. No, Bella is supposed to be a four-year-old in a teenage body. She always has been. You know what? She's consistent. <laughs> it's the tone of, like, and then... I had an edible. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I took some NyQuil, and I fell asleep. Perfectly legal, just FYI. Don't do it. Then Edward comes to pick her up tomorrow, the next day. Uh, they're driving. This is a moment where I like Bella. She says, this truck is old enough to be your car's grandfather. Have some respect. That's I'm like, yeah, you tell him. Spunk. That's you tell him. And, and then, then we, we get to my favorite part. part. The oh, yeah. It's the middle part. of page 256. It's here. Open your book, lay your hands on the page, and just feel the energy of this amazing moment. Okay, can I read it? Yeah. yeah. I really want to read honest. it. Okay, anyway, we first, we start off at the very top of the page where we get Bella and what she's wearing. And she says, I pulled off my sweater and knotted it around my waist. Glad that I wore the light sleeveless shirt. So, Isn't we, that a tank top? <laughs> we don't know, actually. It, it depends. If it's got like a well, strap, then I think it's a tank. But like, if it's like a which is like something a, wait no which we is know which is what forty year olds wear. We know That's that true. her and Edward are wearing the exact same, same thing because mm-hmm. um, he says we match. I realized he had a long light tan sweater on with a white collar showing underneath and blue jeans. Um, so he's like, this is why we're in love. <laughs> and then they just laugh about so, it. So <laughs> her shirt is also collared. Yes. 
Um, oh, and sleeveless. And sleeveless. Oh, just okay. terrible. Right, and then we can skip down uh, to the part where we see that he has also stripped clothing, <laughs> but he's it says his white shirt was sleeveless and wait, he wait, wore. Wait, 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 wait. No, what? You have to start at he turned to that. Okay, he turned then with a mocking smile and a stifled <laughs> gasp. You're right. I had to include that. <laughs> Uh, his white shirt was sleeveless, and he wore it unbuttoned so that the smooth white skin of his throat flowed uninterrupted over the marble contours of his chest. His perfect musculature no longer merely hinted at behind concealing clothes. I just want to focus on this, just this one item of clothing. It is sleeveless. It has a collar. It is, it is buttoned, and he is unbuttoned. unbuttoned. <laughs> he has chosen to wear unbuttoned. Sleeveless, collared, buttoned. <laughs> what kind of shirt is that? Does that Just exist? terrible. I don't think I've ever seen that shirt in my life. But Bella is wearing the same, same shirt. shirt. <laughs> I wonder if they got it the same place. Um, yeah. Also, I realized upon this particular reread that there is no good reason for him to unbutton his shirt because he doesn't feel temperatures. So this oh, yeah. is a power move. hundred yeah. percent. He's I like, I'm looking hot and I'm going to show her. <laughs> but just by unbuttoning my sleeveless button-up shirt. <laughs> and what the fuck? At the same time, he's still at war with himself over whether or not he's going to kill her. So he's like, if I do kill her, I need to look good. <laughs> I need to. I feel like as a teen, I just like skimmed over this. I was like, oh, I really can't imagine that, but like, we'll just keep going. I did not pay attention to focus this on the abs. Forget about the shirt; it doesn't matter. Right? I was like, of course he's gonna unbutton his shirt. Like, right. duh. That's but... what hot men do. It's fine. <laughs> I've seen so many cologne ads. <laughs> I know what they do. You know, I feel like if there is a button-up collared sleeveless shirt anywhere <laughs> in the world, it's in a cologne ad. <laughs> Okay, but now I'm determined to, like, look online to for I just can't believe that, one, this exists, and two, Twilight Internet loves to make fun of Bella's long, khaki-colored skirt. <laughs> this is so much worse. We'll come back to that when this is so egregious. So much worse. And they're both wearing it. I mean, I've definitely <laughs> seen mock-ups of all of these outfits, and they're <laughs> all bad. Oh, it's this just is the best. Time. It's the best part, honestly. Wow. I mean, this is mid-2000s. Fashion really was no. abysmal. Okay, it wasn't this bad. Like, I mean, it was really bad, though. Yeah, but there were definitely not button-up, sleeveless, <laughs> colored white shirts. If they had them, we would have had them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have gotten out and bought one at this point. And now, here we are. They hike to the meadow. Five miles, by the way. That's so 13 far. So far. Confessions. Edward in the sunlight was shocking. I don't know what there is to say. He glittered. <laughs> he sparkled. We all know it. It says literally sparkled. Literally sparkled. I was imagining Stephanie being like, okay, well, they go to high school, so, like, they can't burn in the sun. But you can't just ignore the sun thing. Like, there has to be a reason that they live in this place. Like, well, it came from her dream. You can't just skip over it. He was already sparkling in her dream. I imagine her dream as fully formed. So that he was also sparkling He's pale sparkling. white marble. Yeah, I like actually her, do think... Her ideal man is a Greek statue. Yeah, and I, I do think that in the dream he was sparkling. And her best version of herself <sighs> is Bella. <laughs> 
Okay, so we don't even need to talk about his sparkling too much. Because, like, listeners, you've thought about it. Um, there's some, like, real actual romance in here. Mm-hmm. And Where, some like, real actual problems. Big ones. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's saying, I was wishing that I... Oh, no, this is Bella talking. I was wishing that I could believe that you were real. I was wishing that I wasn't afraid. They're being honest with each other in a way that, like, they really haven't been before. Because mm-hmm. before, she was always like, haha, I'm not scared of you. Like, in honest in a way that also, I would love to be in current relationships <laughs> and still am not. That's because you're not dating a 100 and whatever year old. <laughs> I so, would say Scott and I are, like, really honest oh with each God. other. And as far as I know, Except she for, is like, human. Telling other people that you aren't dating. That's not each other. <laughs> That's Anyways, I feel like also in that context, saying I was wishing that I wasn't afraid, like, that's something that you would say to a normal human person. Because, you know, when stuff is new, like, you are kind of afraid. Like, it's so Oh, yeah, emotional. you're terrified. You're it can be nerve-wracking. Right. Then Bella continues to be gross. I mean, in the next yeah. page, she's, like, breathing in his sweet scent. <laughs> yeah, again. It's making her mouth water. People's nasty. breath doesn't doesn't taste good. Doesn't okay, but like good. we get to the really problematic shit at the bottom of 263 when Edward really goes on his little tirade about how he's like the best predator. And though I fully support Bella actually understanding the danger that right. she is in. But he doesn't have to be scared. This whole it. section is like abuser 101. Yeah, he's purposefully like intimidating her and scaring her right. because he has lost control of his own emotions. Right. He says like, as if you could fight me off. And I'm like, why, 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 why? Well, he's why? sort of, like, mad at himself. It's, like, this weird misdirected He's There's anger. so much self-loathing here. Yeah, where he's, like, really, actually really mad about how he's a monster and could kill her, but also is really enticing to her. So it's, like, this strange misdirected... It's that, like, push and pull that they always have. Like, he's being so aggressive and, like, condescending and mocking. And then he says, as if you could fight me off, he said gently. And you're, like, pulled right back into it. And you forget all the bad stuff he just did. It's like, he cares. It's a very dangerous dynamic. I also, there's a, like, there's a version of how he shows off his abilities to her that could be, like, very playful and fun. But like, he could be like, guess what I can do? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, benches a tree. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, he's, like, really emo like, and dramatic about it because right. that's the kind of person he is. He's, like, very aggressively, performatively... Yeah. Displaying his dangerousness. Exactly. And this is all tied with his, like, oh, he has mood swings all the time. And, yes. you know, Bella's always, like, thrown off by them. And, I'm and, like, they, no. and they are always throwing around these words, like, depressed and insane and right what i think is cool about the writing of this scene is that when you go into it whatever you already feel about their dynamic is reinforced like if you're like this is dangerous and this is wrong there are a million examples of how their relationship is toxic and if you go in and you're like i'm having so much fun and this is just a great love story you're like oh he's saying this gently I'm not thirsty today, honestly, he winked. That's, like, so cute, like, in a corny way. Right. Like, no matter how you feel about it, this this chapter is, like, gonna and underscore that for you. And he's explaining how he could hurt her, but promising that he would never do that. Ugh. As if, in New Moon, he doesn't break her heart. <laughs> but only in self-sacrifice. 
right then it's okay um bella says right after he like shows off all these scary things that he can do uh she says he'd never been less human or more beautiful and i actually thought about that and the fact that like the less human he is the more attracted she is um i just wrote monster fucker (laughs) (laughs) yes wow (laughs) great Great point she would have some weird subreddits face ashen eyes wide i sat like a bird locked in the eyes of a snake and she's like really into it she's imagining pedicles someplace (laughs) (laughs) okay but also we do i did note every time where she like alludes to being horny but doesn't actually say it (laughs) there's that one line where she's like there were other feelings. Oh, yeah. There were, however. <laughs> I wrote feelings. B wants to be. Oh, yeah. With an ellipses. A four-point ellipses. Okay, but also we get this part where Edward mentions that, like, there are other hungers, hungers I don't even understand that are foreign to me. And I'm He's like, I know. Virgin. I know vampires get fucking horny, though. Like, we get a whole. He has to but listen. he didn't because he uh, had to wait for Bella. He has to listen to that whole house. <laughs> Of supernaturally in love, horny couple. <laughs> so true, though. Uh, did you guys, back in the day, spend a lot of time on, like, Stephanie Meyer's website yes. and the Twilight lexicon? Yes! Stephanie Meyer answered so many questions <laughs> yep. about every possible background piece of information on these characters, and oh. she literally ranked how much the different couples have spent. <gasps> yeah, it's wild. What a weirdo. <laughs> Also, the ranking was exactly what you would think. Oh, 100%. It's Rosalie and Emmett the most. (laughs) Um, Jasper and Alice the least. With Esme and Carlisle, like, somewhere in the middle. And, like, Edward and Bella, like, close to them, but a little more. Well, it depends on what point. Or at what point in the relationship. Are they married yet? (laughs) (laughs) Because they have to be married. Um, We get another iconic line. I mean, this book has many iconic lines. Especially so this many. chapter. Literally, Melissa put them on icons. I put so them on icons. icons. Probably half of them, yeah. So what you're saying is, I'm your brand of heroin. That's my worst That's sense. my worst quote. <gasps> Are yes. you kidding? Yes, that's, that's my, my worst sense. That is the most intoxicating. Okay. I will say that Stupid. this yeah, sentence... Both. I will say that when I read this originally, I loved the sentence and obviously put it on Duh. icons. And um, now, I mean, yes, I also really hate this sentence because there's a heroin epidemic in the country, and I don't subscribe to this analogy, but also... Just, like, lightly making... Just, like, making light of addiction. I feel that way every time she uses any mental health word. Like, I've circled... I have just been flipping past... I circle depressed on every fifth word. But, like, this was a quote that I specifically highlighted in my first edition. And now when I go back, I'm like, oh, I hate this. Yep. So, yeah, that's why it's my worst sentence now. Gross. Don't love it. Then they talk about just, like, how delicious her blood is. She's so <laughs> into it. Well, they finally actually talk about, like, again, she's just been not so uncurious. Like, her first interaction with him is him acting like she's the most disgusting thing that's ever happened to him. And, she and then she doesn't ask like, about it until now. Right. Hey, why were you so mean to me that first day? Right. It's very it's important. Like this All she knows so far is that he can't read her mind. And what she learns is that her blood 
is like especially appealing to him and it's never happened to him before and I have a question for you guys are we meant to take this relationship that Edward has to the scent of Bella's blood as a sign that they are fated romantically I mean it definitely reads that way like that's how it's sort of presented I felt like you know she asks if this has ever happened to him before and he says never the word hung there for a moment in the warm breeze which is very like virginal you know like the first of something is the most important and will last forever kind of the most sacred right pure the most pure does that mean that we are meant to believe that Jasper and Emmett who both had this experience already and killed their people ate their soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yes. That would be the next logical conclusion, <laughs> but as we know, this book does not function on logic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's something I want to talk about on the next page. It's the middle of 269 that's so troubling. So there's like a lot of fun stuff up to this, like even though Edward is being pretty terrible at times it's like very enjoyable it's just so dramatic and i'm like very happy to overlook it as a reader i'm just like i'm having fun and edward is talking about that first moment in biology and he says it took everything i had not to jump up in the middle of that class full of children and he stops abruptly if edward sees every other person there as a child (gasps) he needs to see bella also as, as a child. child. Oh my God, I never thought of that. I also highlighted this. Wow. It's, it's very like, fucked up. If he was like the middle of that like class with all the other kids watching and he like lumped his himself 17-year-old in. self right. in, it would be one thing. But he puts himself apart right. and classifies Bella as a child and two pages later is like, I may not be human, but I am a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bad. It's very bad. Bad. And, yeah, they're, like, finally talking about how he actually wants to murder her. I do. There's one line on 269 that I really liked, and it's, like, um, and he says, even the strongest of us, even the strongest of us fall off the wagon, don't we? And Bella says, what are you asking? My permission? And I was, like, thank you. Thank you, finally. Right. But then right after that, I I agree. (laughs) And immediately after, she says, I mean, is there no hope then? How calmly I could discuss my own death. She's down. Like, she's mad about it, but then she's like, well, but if you have to do it. But this is the only line where she ever verbally (laughs) is like, um, do I get any say in my own death? Just wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Quick cue. Uh, later, on page 272, at the bottom, he's talking about how he saved her from Tyler's van, and he's like, I fought with Rosalie, Emmett, and Jasper when they suggested that now was the time, the worst fight we've ever had. Carlisle sided with me and Alice. That's extremely vague. Like, the The time time to what? The time for what? Like, to kill her? I think it's to kill her. No. Wait, where... Bottom of 272, Rosalie, Emmett, and Jasper are like, you're, like, exposing us. Maybe you should go ahead and just kill her. But he he literally says, as if I needed another motive to kill you. We both flinched as the word slipped out. I think those guys are like, you know what? Just take out that one human that you clearly want to. Right. And we'll cover it up, and we get to keep living here, which we want to do for some confusing reason. 
I feel like I read this as it was the time to like dip. Oh no, I definitely read it as but the time I think to kill her. Right. Like that's fucked up because later. She becomes aligned with all three of those people and, like, never, they never, never discuss, like, oh, like, They're I know you told him to murder me, but, you know, right. that's like, whatever, it's just what they discuss. <laughs> Later, she's like, oh, Rosalie, um, I mean, if you're on my side about this, like, demon baby thing, <laughs> like, I guess we'll overlook the fact that you used to be mean to me. But, like, also this part illustrates that Edward really isn't risking, like, imploding any kind of life that they have there because they are just casually talking about getting rid gonna, of her. What they're yeah, do about they it. basically vote. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Later on, uh, page 273, he's talking about the image of her dead, and he's like, Uh-oh. to never see you blush scarlet again, to never see that flash of intuition in your eyes when you see through my pretenses, it would be unendurable. What I love about that line is that it implies that he is still planning on lying to her. <laughs> he's like, if you were to live... I would continue to lie to you, and you would continue no. to see through it. No, it's just like I don't need pretense. it like that. Yeah. It's just like everybody like puts on a mask, right? And you know, he just feels seen. You know, like, the beauty of literature <laughs> can read it different ways. But like, I I read that line is so troubling. But literally on the page before, when he's like, all I could think at the time was not her. I drew a little heart. <laughs> Like, you're truly vacillating between, like, oh, no, it's so bad. I was filled with compassion for his suffering, even now, as he confessed his craving to take my life. I just wrote girlfriend. That's how we all felt, though. That's how you feel as you read this whole part. And yet, she really needed some therapy. Yeah. We all Severely. Okay, we're coming to another hugely iconic line. Yes, we are. It's the middle of 274. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb. What oh, a stupid lamb. <laughs> what a sick, masochistic line. <laughs> There's a really good Twitter I just started following. I forget what they're called, but I assume you could just Google this and you will find their Twitter. Uh, and their bio is like, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb. What a stupid lamb. No, seriously, what a fucking stupid <laughs> lamb. <laughs> like, she's so dumb. <laughs> She's so stupid. I can't even articulate why this is so appealing. Why is it so good? He's like... It's just like a play on a good trope. It's good and unique. And just, I don't know, the idea of like... Like, the not only has the bad guy fallen for you... Right. He's like completely shed all pretense... He's completely vulnerable. I, I've never even even like been into the idea of like a bad guy, but I still understand the appeal of this where right. it's like, ooh, the big, right. scary, brave, strong thing just loves He's gone against his nature right. because he, he loves, loves you. you so much. Yeah. So then they just like touch each other's faces a lot. It's so Which romantic. I'm so into. <laughs> I was also very into it while rereading and looking at it now on the page. I'm like, oh, it's weird. It's weird. Like, the way you feel about it changes so much. Also, Edward says most humans instinctively shy away from us are repelled by our alienness, which completely contradicts everything he said for the whole first half of the chapter. Oh, yeah. Everything. Which is that they're deeply appealing and seductive. So there's <laughs> Where? Again. Was her edit? <laughs> to catch that inconsistency. Uh, I just want to note that, like, 
they're very, very close physically in this scene, and the distance that they've always kept up until this moment does make this scene very effective. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good writing. There's yeah. more like, this has never happened to me before. Has this happened to you before? And that is like a very exciting part of like your first love. Yeah. They like don't even fucking kiss until 282, and yeah. like, wow. <laughs> That's so romantic. Right, that's also not how teenagers function whatsoever. Speaking of, let's go there. We have to talk about it. First, they run. She gets on his back. Um, Okay, actually, I do have something I want to say about the run. I would ride this theme park ride or play this video game for hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you're, like, hunched. (laughs) The run as fast as possible through a forest and don't hit things. Yeah, the theme park ride sounds so fun. Like, the idea of being on Edward's back as he's doing this. I've always thought it sounded so awkward and weird. I I was like, I don't want that. I think that you'd get over the awkwardness so quickly, and it would just be like an adrenaline rush. And in the video game, you're playing as Edward, and you're trying to avoid trees. Oh, okay. I get it now. I think that sounds fun. Okay, so they run for the first time. It happens. It's whatever. Uh, I mean, it's not whatever. It's major, but we have to get to the kiss. No mention of spider monkey. No, no, but she does call her a coward. Yeah, a little coward. (laughs) Instead of spider monkey. A little coward. Neither coward is so sweet. Neither is good. No, it's not. It's so (laughs) condescending. (laughs) But not if it's like, if their relationship were good overall. Don't forget that I just displayed aggressively all the ways I'm able to murder you and talk about how much I want to kill you. Just climb on my back, you coward. Okay, so you could read it like, climb on my back, you coward. Or you could be like, come on, little coward. But it's still condescending. Come on. It's like when you, like, nudge your boyfriend, you're like, hey, butthead, move it. (laughs) Okay, it would be if he hadn't just described all of the ways that he's capable of murdering her. Okay, that's a good point, but also... I feel like our thesis here is that you could read <laughs> any of this any, as good. Any single page. I mean, in no, ways. I don't think that's true. There are some sentences in here that are just bad. That's true. Well, any page. Sure. There are definitely go. sentences that are just bad. Um, I do want to say that I like Little Coward more than Spider, Spider Monkey. Monkey. Yes. Yeah. Just gross. Okay. So there is amazing suspense before this kiss. Great writing, Stephanie Meyer. She's like, he. Okay. Okay, first he says, I was thinking there was something I wanted to try. And he takes her face in his hand. Adorable. She can't breathe. He's hesitating. Then Stephanie Meyer is describing all the different types of hesitation that, like, can exist. Like, I was literally going to have a heart attack. Yeah. And then finally, like, whole paragraphs later, they actually kiss. And, like, the kiss itself is not, like, particularly deeply described or anything except that his lips are cold and marble not Yuck. hot literally not hot <laughs> <laughs> okay but then i love bella's extremely human reaction of like <laughs> super horny super horny and she just says oops <laughs> i love it she says blood boiled under my skin burned in my lips my breath came in a wild gasp my fingers Ooh. nodded in his hair clutching him to me my lips parted as I breathed in his heady scent, which hey. also heady. Sorry, I got so into it. That also idea that grosses me out. <laughs> I breathed in his scent. Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> I don't like germs. <laughs> They're gross, and I won't drink after anyone. She's just like, oops, can't control myself. And then he has to suppress his urge to murder her again. Yeah, she's like. 
Oops, I just made it even harder for you to not kill me. <laughs> Aren't that quirky? <laughs> uh, but then he's like, it's it's fine. I'm not going to hurt you. Like, we're, we're good. It's like a great moment. He's smiling an impish grin. It's like very fun. And they've got like some fun banter. But he talks about like how it's easier all the time. Like literally one of my favorite lines is, where did I have this? Is that like, oh, is where he he startled me, suddenly grabbing my hand, pressing my palm to his face, and inhaling deeply. Easier all the time, he muttered. I was well, like, wow. Okay, but well, also this just means so that they weird. have to be together always. It's great. I know. It's it, was, great. it was perfect. <laughs> this is running pretty long, so we should probably wrap it up. But bottom of page 283, we get some really great, just classic Bella using old-fashioned language. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm more besotted by him. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to say this. His seraphic? 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 It definitely means angelic, but she says angelic too often, so she had to do a different word. Right. She got out that thesaurus. Just like, wow. So, so classic, Bella. We truly know her now. And I mean, yeah, I guess they just talk about how intoxicated they are. It would cause me physical pain to be separated from him. Yeah, like, we fucking know. Deep codependency. (laughs) But it's like, it really is just so appealing, because they're just sitting there talking about how delightedly into each other they are. Intoxicated by each other. Intoxicated. You're intoxicated by my very presence. Okay. So many fan fictions have that. Let's do best sentence, worst sentence. I already had both mine in the default. That's okay. We can say it again. Okay. I went past my best one just like a few pages ago. Where'd it go? Okay. He streaked through the dark, thick underbrush of the forest like a bullet, like a ghost. This is in the realm of just like very functional, good sentences (laughs) that I pick as best sentences because it's like, are they like the twirliest, like most impressive sentences overall no but she does a great job convincingly linking bullets and ghosts true i totally understood what she meant yeah yeah like those are great similes that in any other scenario would seem unrelated to each other it like totally puts you in the moment it's very atmospheric. The word ghost is so powerful but like captures the speed of the bullet yeah like it's functional. It's a good sense. I actually did choose a twirly sentence, <laughs> if you will. I'm um, excited. Which is um, one of the only times that Bella talks about something that she does like, uh, which doesn't happen very often. Um, it's when she finally talks about Phoenix, which I feel like we talked about how, like, you, I don't know, she just abandons Phoenix behind I think behind I bracketed her. this. What page? Um, it's on page 232. She's... Trying to explain to Edward I why did. she I likes Phoenix. This. The hardest thing to explain was why it was so beautiful to me. To justify a beauty that didn't depend on the sparse, spiny vegetation that often looked half dead. A beauty that had more to do with the exposed shape of the land, with the shallow bowls of valleys between the craggy hills, and the way they held on to the sun. That's a beautiful sentence. That's a great sentence. And we finally, like, we learned something about Bella more so than you do so many other places because she's actually talking about something she likes. You learn so much more from the way that she describes this landscape 
than from just like a laundry list of her likes and dislikes. Right, exactly. Like topaz, Gorgeous. onyx, purple, gold. Like we only learn that she's obsessed with Edward from the things that she likes. <laughs> right. But also this like very nice description of Phoenix. Um, I guess I'll restate what my favorite best sentence was, was I normally wouldn't condone that type of behavior oh, yeah, that's right. myself. Um, my worst sentence is on page 251. Um, since I'd come to Forks, it really seemed my, like my life was about him. Oh, yeah. Which is just like classic. At, like things are just happening to her. And I don't understand why this book works, even though she has, like, no agency. Like, all agency that she has, she takes away from herself. And her right. life is literally and out loud centered around a boy, and that's dumb. Right. Like, this book is about Bella, but Bella's life is about him. Right. Boo. That's a great point, and I agree <laughs> with it. My worst sentence is still, so you're saying I'm your brand of heroin? Bad sentence. Yeah. Bad job. It's also my bad sentence. <laughs> take it okay so that's it what are we reading next week next week we're reading only two chapters uh 14 and 15 because so much happens get ready we're gonna have to talk about that khaki colored skirt (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna take like 40 minutes can't wait thanks for listening truly thanks so much and an extra thanks to monica thank you again for that amazing email (laughs) woohoo also, everyone should just email us, and we'll call out every single person in the next episode. It's true. We absolutely will. You can do that at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Insta, and twilightphasepodcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Marlette. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Moray. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like that, you can bite me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you guys going to say bye? Oh, bye. bye.